not based this <laughs> Like, I understand people's rights with football. Um, because, like, there's so many annoying players. And, like, um, especially the way they react. So, I know, I know. <laughs> but that's the biggest thing. People, like, look past the skill. And they're like, yeah, but, like, some people dive. Uh, anyway, uh, no football chat. So, Coach Evie Joe, thanks for coming on. Let's no talk words. about coaching. So, how'd you get here, Evie? How'd you end up here? Uh, you. Yeah, Tyler got me here. So. Yeah, let's sneak that one in straight. Like, put, some, put some respect on this name. <laughs> Tell them that I gave you your start. <laughs> in, get in. Um, so, I started coming to Wildcard through the uni, through mm. like Cobb Uni Weightlifting. Oh, that was good days, man. Uni yeah. Weightlifting. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, so, it was like a little first year. Charlie was coaching me week in, week out. Um, so student becomes then, a master. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then over like between summer first uh, first year and then second year, um, dropped me a message. Do you want to work on the desk? And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember Chris being like, um, oh, I need someone just on the desk when it's busy in the evenings. Because back then it was, you know, every evening was rammed and we kept being like disturbed to buy drinks and stuff. So we were, like, yeah, just you did not what you want. He was like, I need someone who would, like, I can actually trust and who would like being around here. And at the time, I was trying to convince you to be a crossfitter. Yeah. Because I knew you were... I had a feeling you'd be good at crossfit. Mm. Which you were for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah, I don't know, but you don't do it anymore. You actually, like, got fit. Really? Um, we, we haven't seen any evidence that you're good at crossfit, other than butterfly pull-ups. That's yeah, all you need. That's, that's all you need. Um, cardio needs some work, I'm not going to lie to you. Easy to bring up though, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Takes a few weeks. Exactly. But yeah, and then it blossomed from there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And then you moved. Was that when you already. Would you so move no, there? there was no. There was like a lot. There was about six months before. I brought you in before I knew I was going away. Right. Um, we just needed someone on the desk. And then it, as it happened, when I was leaving, I was like, oh, that'll make a lot of sense. Like, get you shower yeah. as I leave. And then we've got. Because it was the way I got in. I feel like a uni student coach works well to have mm. alongside coaches like yourself who come outside. It's like it's good to have people that you can just grow and do your own thing with. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, did my. So I started coaching the weightlifting club when you graduated. Yeah. Um. So I came in there. Did my. Did you still do them here? Yeah. Nice. Um. Did my British weightlifting level two instructor. Um. And How did it change when? So when I stopped coaching them and you came in, because I was always breaking them across it. Did you just get them lifted? Um, we did quite a lot of technique stuff, kind mm-hmm. of similar to an athlete class. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sort of strength, technique. A lot of it was Ollie based, because mm-hmm. um, everyone kind of already knew how to do powerlifting. They were yeah, kind of training that themselves. So when they came, there into was a the bit sessions. of powerlifting culture in Cov Uni for, for sure, because <laughs> we would do varsity, right? Like, um, yeah, we would compete and be able to legit put out like a Cov team and a Warwick team that were powerlifters because there was just so many around. My mm. fucking uni never did that, it was so annoying. <laughs> yeah, we're so lucky though because like my mm. sisters are going to uni now and they're sick powerlifters. They are like, fucking nuts They the live. Oh mate, they put me to shame every single time I see a video and I'm like, <laughs> They're um, strong man. But they're going to uni like at Liverpool and Salford and they haven't got any weightlifting clubs and stuff and I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't even know what to recommend for you because that's exactly how I got in. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to start. You need a community, right? That's like the best sure. way to like people know what they're about. Cross the box, that's where you go, surely yeah. somewhere like that, right? Or go to a powerlifting gym. Mm. But they could be a bit mm. weird bro-y. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, a bit bro-y. Yeah. We'll circle back on it, Joe. I want to know how you got here. Because you joined 
whilst I was away still. Yeah. So I heard rumblings <coughs> of this new coach. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, <laughs> Charlie. New coaches. You can say that you also got me a Joe the job by going to Edinburgh. This is it, man. This is it. Edinburgh was an uh, interesting one, but it definitely paved the way for like you three to really right. blossom. For I sure. had my time in the sun at the yeah. start. It's, <laughs> not, it's nice to be back now. It really is. I'm like actually having a team. Like I've only ever worked here where it's like just me as the only like full-time coach and then we've got a bunch of like part-time ones that have come in and out so you mm. don't have that like group sense of everyone mm. trying mm. to do it at the same time so coming back in it has mm. been absolutely no, blessing it feels like anyway so how did it happen oh uh, yeah so both my wife olivia and i we moved to coventry in september 2020 because she's going to uh coventry uni and whilst i was applying for a job um one of the first i, I applied to like 20 different positions you know I put one for dietetics one for even some random stuff anyways mm. I got an email back from wildcard saying hey um, we would like you to no 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 it was like an application form first and I, I did all of that and they said hey you want to this is James from wildcard I got a good story about that this, is, this is where it gets it gets interesting because it says hey it's James from wildcard uh, are you free on Wednesday at this time? We'd like to have a quick chat with you. Nice. Um, if you could send a, a text to Pris at this number, uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Cheers, James. Okay. That's what she said. That's yeah. what she said, okay. <laughs> so James is like this other entity in the business. Yeah. So I thought Pris was a girl. Like a, <laughs> a, a Priscilla or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, maybe it's a nickname for something. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. It's not a name you come across. So, so I came in. I came in here, and there was Jake and Alex on the desk, right? It's like, hey, uh, I'm Joe, I'm about to meet with... No, no, James told me to come and see Priz. Sit on the sofas, bro, over there in a sec. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to correct him. That would be a funny story. <laughs> yeah. Are you James or Priz? Okay. Anyway, so... It's like Jekyll and Hyde. It really. is, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, and then, and then Priz came, and they both... I had a quick chat with Pris and Alex, and they, they finally cleared it up that, you know, James actually Pris. James <laughs> is Pris, Pris is James. Mm-hmm. Sort of, it doesn't yeah. quite work. J- like James it. is like the, 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 Professional. the adult, the yeah. non crazy slash yeah. owner. Professional toned down yeah. dude. Pris is the like black nail vibe yeah. wearing. Yeah, for sure. Pantera listening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that you see in front of you most days. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so so starting snowballing from there, so you came in, saw Priz, and then... Have, a, have a good chat, and then they're like, okay, well, uh, we'll text you back. And then about two days after, like, hey, want to come into Shadow? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Mm. No, no, actually, to come into, to join the classes first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember being super confused, because I didn't tell us that you were like, yeah. kind of like, sort of trial it for the new coach and I was very confused because I thought thought you were a foundation because you and Alex did some one-to-one stuff to begin with then you were in my class and I was like who is this dude and it was an Ollie class and he was like and you like nailed it straight away and I was like who's this guy and I was like who's that guy that's been my class I was a new coach I was like there we go what because the only other person I met was Jake and that's the only one I had chat with like Jake Alex and Priz that was it Never seen Evie or Laura. And I joined both Laura's and Evie's class. <laughs> yeah. 
This was like when they first sort of started to open up again. So I've yeah, only yeah, yeah. been, well, I've been working there like three or four months at the time. But like, uh, we didn't, I don't think we really, well, I said we, because I was there, obviously. I don't think they really interviewed anyone other than Joe. Yeah, um, I remember chatting to them at I the time. Know, I thought yeah. it was yeah. you. They found pretty quick. No, there was, there was yeah, they didn't there was interview anyone applicants. There was yeah. applicants and mm-hmm. like, Prezi texted me like, haha, look at this applicant. Yeah, literally, there was a few people that... <laughs> so it didn't make any sense. They'd never done CrossFit or, yeah. or train or anything. Um, yeah. And they were like, what? And he was like, why are these people... But I guess you were a perfect candidate because you worked yes, as a nutritionist is. prior to this, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked as a nutritionist and mainly doing uh, bodybuilding preps. Nice. In, in what capacity? Like, sort of how many clients would you have? How would it work? Five to six clients, and yeah, nice. solid ones. And yeah. that's a, like a long term thing, isn't that's it? It's not thing. like a short term. Yeah, because yeah. a full body prep, I assume, takes a long time. I I would minimum four months. Yeah. yeah. Depending on their physique to start with. Hmm. So one one guy I did. You can say how fat they were to begin with. <laughs> that's right. He, he was quite <laughs> quite chunky, but had had a good potential, you know. So. In the end, it took him six months to cut down. That was a long prep. That's, long that's a prep. dedication. Like, my prep takes, like, four weeks. I can't imagine yeah, doing four yeah, months yeah. of, like, strict yeah. diet. But it's different with bodybuilding, isn't it? It's it's so, like, it's not for a sport. It's like, a you, when, when you're doing all the yeah. power from a CrossFit, you're dieting so that you can perform a certain way. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just performance-based. But then you're dieting to look a certain way. Not only that being judged by other people on yeah. the way you look. <laughs> with a set of criteria there's yeah. so much yeah. that then goes into the nutrition level. it's very objective and at the same time subjective if you're being honest to yourself you know? mm-hmm. yeah but that's how I got started and I, I was honest with, with President Alex when I came in here that I haven't doubled much with uh, Ollie mm-hmm. but I would love to get into it mm-hmm. and they were like straight in the deep end with that one hey? man I was like I got I fell in love straight away I'm like this is where I want to go and this is where I want to where I want to be, and yeah, yeah soon after I I, uh, I did the <laughs> British weightlifting courses and it was great and mm-hmm. hopefully I'll, I'll be able to compete next year maybe. Yeah, man, yeah, hopefully yeah. Yeah. that comes back. Right. <laughs> it, it will come back. It's already come back. Mm-hmm. Good little segue. Yeah. You, you competed recently. Yeah, Tell me about that. Um, so I did like a virtual weightlifting competition. It was Bucks, so like Uni Champs. Mm. What was Uni Champs? Um, um, so a brief description of what uni champs is, I guess it's just all It's just like, yeah, any uni student, so it's not age limited, which I would... So, so clock off could go open uni. Literally, open uni in the UK, I'm like, uh, okay, just sweet. So like half the people, yeah. like, in my, in my category, there was one that was like your age doing a master's, and I was mm. like... Okay, so you've got two years on me. Mm. So it's kind of, which is, it is which good. Is a lot. That's a good few oh, strength yeah. cycles, tech, all yeah, that stuff. Like sure. you, 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 and if they started two years like prior. Because I started years. quite late, forward ollie lifter. So I started when I was 19. Mm. And most like successful ollie lifters really have started a bit younger than that. Eight. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Nowadays, like, yeah. you go over to, what, China, Russia, even mm. America, they're starting to like camps, they're like yeah. cycling yeah. through GP, like GPP camps, man, they're getting them just doing anything, like running, jumping, lifting until their sort of natural um, talent 
you could call it like comes out so oh okay he's going he's growing quite tall so we'll go there so you're a naturally bigger person so you'll be in this weight category yeah so we'll train you like this instead is this like, specific to weightlifting or they no that's for every, every sport so it's gpp like... general physical preparedness uh-huh. you would take kids it's what they do with like it's supposed to be what p in school is supposed to be you just like teach kids like, to like run jump tense. maybe lift yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah um there's all like gp like so you know Wait, is this, does this exist this is just like everything yeah this, or this or is what like most Soviet Union training camps were like when they first started, which is why there was such elite lifting. And then your natural sort of like, I say gifts, I mean like, you know, if you're growing to like six foot seven, you're probably going to be good at basketball, right? Mm. Whereas if you're right. six foot six foot two and you're a pretty hefty dude, you're probably going to be pretty decent in the rugby field or something like that. Mm, like American football. Yeah, American football. Position. You won't know that when you're young, but if you're prepared to do that, yeah, prepared for... Or if you're, like, that, if you're five foot six, maybe stick them in Ollie. Literally, yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's the same <laughs> thing. You're not going to be a point guard, mate. No. It's a bar. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. It's kind of like, what are you interested in? And also, bro, come on, man. Yeah. It's got to be realistic you're now. You're not going to be a high jumper, but, yeah. there is, but that, I think that's the beauty of strength sports in the... Um, it does accommodate for all size, especially Olympic weightlifting yeah. with um, obviously weight categories. That's obviously mm-hmm. going to dictate height as well to a certain extent. But you look at CrossFit, it's sort of like you have to be a certain size. Strong man, obviously, you, you have to be. Get, yeah, that is one of the downfalls of CrossFit. Like, if you are ideally kind of like, I don't know, maybe like six foot just under. So you've got kind of the weight behind you and you can mm. also be really decent at mm. gymnastics. Like, mm. I feel like if you're too short, you're going to lack on the strength side, theoretically. Yeah. Mm. And if you're too big, you're going to lack on the gymnastics side. So it's kind yeah, of like... And just because the time there is, it takes to do reps. Yeah, exactly. And like doing a burpee when you're like mm. 100 kilos versus if you're like 75 kilos, it's going to yeah. take a lot yeah. longer. So, so the fact that there's no weight categories in CrossFit kind of does put a lot of people at a disadvantage. Yeah, in a competitive sense, you're right. I think for the everyday person, CrossFit is oh, yeah. almost like the perfect program for just your random up. Like yeah. if you're going to skip them in all the way that we yeah. do it here... Yeah. Like, I think it's the best introduction to stuff and then branch. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah. like, it's adult PE, right? Well, like, well that's what it means. Um, Josh Matsavon podcast, Josh Bridges always talks about it all the time. He loves it where he's saying, uh, you know, Josh, Josh Bridges, for example, is like 175 pounds, like maybe 70 something kilos. Um, but he has to go in a max snatch competition with someone that's 100 110 yeah. 108 yeah. kilos yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's like I'm never going to snatch as much as you just, it's just yeah. in, it's impossible he did make a good point so yeah like, which is what they say to him they're like well but then in all the running events you'll absolutely destroy people yeah, well, but, you should yeah but yeah. Then the point he made was there is no weight categories in running which yeah. is true it's true like they in CrossFit there is this random little thing where we're going to test a strength that has weight categories yeah. whereas he was like you know throw a couple of muscle-ups or a burpee mm. or two, maybe, and do a heavy snatch. Well, he still moves if the yeah, snatch this is heavy. So. This is what I liked about it, and I do agree with him where he was saying that like, if you're going to do a, a heavy lift, like you earn your heavy lift. Yeah. So you have to con- you have to complete a certain amount of things first, like technical skill or something like that, so that the big massive dude can't just come in and just snatch like 50 kilos more than you mm. because it's his like 60%. <laughs> yeah. um, and like take max points because so in, in CrossFit, in the CrossFit Games and stuff, you win an event, you get like two and a half grand or something like that. So that you can literally rock up and just win that one event and yeah. earn yourself a decent bit of cash. Mm. Um, and just fail the rest of it. And then basically kind of sandbag the rest <laughs> of it. Yeah. You're not qualified, well, yeah, when we say sandbag, I mean that you're not going to, you ain't a sandbagger if you're at the Games, but like, yeah. you're you not going to. You open, maybe. Yeah. Like, if but I don't think you win money for the Open. So. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know if you do part Or unless you win it. You, probably, you, you win event money, but you don't win money for the winning the 
open. I think it's the other way around. Oh, I remember Matt saying about it. Matt, as if I know it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, oh, so oh, I hate it when people do that. Okay, so, left right. parents' house at 16. 16. What did you do? Going to college. Just okay. being a regular 16-year-old. Pretty early to do that, though. Is that normal in the States? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not normal. Uh, just a bit earlier. A couple years earlier. So, forced myself to be more independent. Didn't have a lot of choice I mean, there, that's a pretty young age to be like, oh, I need to be independent. Yeah. yeah his parents, did you miss the first bit? His parents, oh, so my parents were in Indonesia. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so wow, what did you study at college? So I did, uh, at first, I wanted to avoid all sciences degrees, uh-huh. so I studied graphic design. Oh, no. No way. No way. And I realized I suck. At <laughs> 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 I cannot draw for the life of me, so... And the first, like, That's first probably year. a skill you may need. Did you not think about that before? <laughs> no, no, hear, hear me out. Because I love design. I love graphic design. I love photography. I did photography for a while. Um, Were you bad at those as well? No, no, I was really good. <laughs> I sold my, my camera for, to get married, basically. But that's oh, cool. my God. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a story. Wait, enjoy your bacon, my heart. <laughs> it is true, man. That's true love, boy. That's Left home at 16, sold my prize camera. <laughs> But hope it works out, bro. You're gonna start. Oh man! Oh, you have to start a GoFundMe page, get your camera back. <laughs> so yeah, so is it recording? Parents moved away. Yeah, yeah. Again. Well, you did did, did Alright, I did graphic, graphic design. design. <laughs> because the first year of college is like the foundations, drawing, yeah. this and that, typography. I love typography. But I suck at drawing and I'm like, man, I will never be good at this. Like, yeah, I feel like that's a, that is one of those skills you're born with. I don't know, I think it's uh, practice as much as anything yeah. else. Mm, no, I can't draw stick men, man. That's been like, that, I can't. Yeah, yeah, but that you can, it's a skill, it's like skills. anything. You just put enough hours of practice into it, you get better at it. Mm. I have a pretty handwriting, but that's about it. Actually, no. Oh, I'm going to back him up here. He's got, now. he's got good handwriting. It just doesn't quite translate. Yeah, it doesn't quite translate to a big board yet. Little whiteboard, okay, got it. It's, it's a skill, Evie. I will get better. <laughs> okay, so yeah. what led you to then? So were you training at this point? No. And then someone brought me to the gym. Ah. And then I realized, holy crap! That yeah. began. Yeah. And then... <laughs> like basically, the first week I was so sore, but then I. Could, I swear in my head that I could see progress. Like, <laughs> what body. the heck, man? I look, I look big, like suddenly, you know. Just... Were you like a skinny kid or a chubby kid? No, just naturally. Uh, never really been skinny. Never mm-hmm. been chubby either. Just like so normal. Sports when you I was, yeah, I played sports growing up. Did mm-hmm. wrestling and uh, basketball. Oh, That's wrestling! Such an American thing. Yeah, sportsman. I'm not freaking like me. Dodgeball and rounders, for God's sake. Um, yeah, they... Don't bash either of those. So, <laughs> what does wrestling look like when you're doing that, like in school and in the states? Um, Sus. it's a lot more official. Not like. You know, WWE, you have... Yeah, you know, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you to be like, I'm KOing people. Suplex! Basically, it's a lot of training outside yeah. of schoolwork. Okay. So outside of, you know, school hours, like, you have to go through training. And dieting sucks. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't, I didn't, it didn't last long for me. But so I went to bodybuilding instead. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was like, holy cow. I, you know, I, I was training a bit, only a little bit. And then I'm like... Oh, I'm seeing results. Okay. And then you some, picked it up kind of quick. Yeah, and someone noticed it, you know, like, hey, would you like to compete in bodybuilding? 
I was just, you know, three weeks in. And I'm Jeez. like, no what? I'm like, yeah, one day maybe, not now. <laughs> and this is a newbie answer, I know. But I said, I don't want to be big. <laughs> you know, yeah, that so, classic. Because, yeah. because at the time, uh-huh. my perception of bodybuilders are the, you know, like Ronnie Coleman, Arnie, Ronnie Coleman, yeah. Phil Heath, you know, those, those guys. Like, yeah. no way, I don't want to be like that. I just yeah. want to be aesthetic. And then someone introduced me to Ziz. Okay. Ha! This is like the first, the beginning era of aesthetic looking people. Interesting. Z Z Y Z Z. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So an Australian, Australian bodybuilder influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is back in 2011. He did like uh, dancing. Uh, what do you call that? I forgot the name. Like. Yeah. Uh, not house dancing. I thought you were gonna say cast then. No. no. Um, with even like that, I was like, oh, like, wow. Like, raving, what? Raving, that's yeah. the word. Oh, <laughs> raving, I forgot the word. Oh, you're so innocent. Blasting. I just forgot, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's oh, been right. a while, right? It's been it's so long. So he liked going raves and stuff. He likes to go raves and, you know, work out, train, go to raves. Work out, play hard. And pose, like, you know, aesthetic looking. Like, oh, maybe I can look like that. Yeah. And this is, this is where it started. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't look like that. <laughs> you know? I was gonna say, like, I'm sure his bodybuilding prep was just hard drugs. Surely, if he's a yeah, regular, yeah, absolutely. Never <laughs> eat much. Yeah. A year later, he died at oh. 22 years old. Jesus. Oh. That's your inspiration. That was my inspiration. But was it like drug related? Drug related. Oh yeah. shit! So he was like a real pilot. Yeah. So that, that started the kickoff era of like okay. Jim Shark. You know, he ah. was he was the first um, Jim Shark athlete. Oh, no way. To be sponsored by Gymshark Damn. when, I shouldn't call him by first name, when Ben, the CEO of Gymshark. <laughs> <laughs> good old Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put, out, ben. put out his you know, Gymshark clothing yeah. back in, in, a, mm. in his garage. That brand has come on a long way. Has yeah. it? Just so still like, a little bit of a stigma going on. Mm, I'm yeah. not huge, but I don't like it really. As like an aesthetic, like their clothes and stuff. Mm. But I do like the business side of it like I like anything yeah. like that started out and did loads of good for the industry I mean I was at the perfect point where the wave was like sky high like mm. everyone wanted Gymshark clothes yeah everyone wanted to get big be on Instagram and be a sponsored athlete and mm. have like their supplements and stuff like mm. the, the peak of like David Lane and stuff like that and I was just like oh I think they did as, as they're now coming around and being like oh shit they like messed a lot of people's body images up right they were like, yeah. the yeah. manipulate like, photos and all sorts man and like, a lot of their stuff I'm not sure about the guy side of things mm. but for girls it is purely an aesthetic thing yes. so it's not practical clothing like for mm. me I will wear leggings and like a baggy top yeah. or like nothing form fitting but like the gym shark have got like seamless skin tight cropped like long yeah. sleeve like how is that practical in any way I guess it's for people who are just like doing the classic bodybuilding style training just commercial yeah, gym just, like, just, like, yeah, yeah, if it makes the... you feel good that's great but it will make some people feel really shit yeah, yeah absolutely. so I totally get what you mean yeah, well, just think it like they they over sexualize their gym clothes no matter what gender you are. Mm-hmm. Like all the men's like vests yeah, and stuff like back in the day. Oh, from gym shark TV. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not things like tees and shorts and stuff, but like their, their the stringers, their skin tight range. Yeah, they're yeah. like, they used to do the armored range, which wasn't any different, but it was like the way it fitted your body made it like you had like abs printed on it and stuff. <laughs> Jesus. But it was like, it was basically when Marvel was big, they like oh, came yeah. off the back of that. And so tried to make like you look like I mean, an American thing. I mean, they've got like a positive sort of like, they're, they're, so they're marketing and their influencers now mm. are a lot more diverse, which is great. Yeah. But I think they've piggybacked off the back of 
a lot of other brands that are doing the same thing. They're like, oh, we're getting left behind here. It's hard to tell whether it's like a business move or a company actually cares. Yeah, with with the, all of these fitness brands, exactly when I see things, yeah. I'm like, do you actually give a shit here or are you just trying to make money? Business move. Absolutely. Yeah, they, don't, yeah. Yeah. they, don't, they don't give a fuck. But it could be a bit of both. <laughs> like, but yeah, they, like no, they care said. about people who might not have bought their brand before. They it's kind of like the damage is already done, yeah, though, right? Like, I'm not mm. saying you can't make a mistake and learn from it, but it's a bit like Gymshark. Like, mm. Come on, man. Like, you built your There's brand on people being big jacked like, males mm. next to like super skinny or like mm. well defined sort of females dressed like, in. To be fair, sort of like, like Zoe well, Smith. That one of, like mm. a GB weightlifter, she's a Gymshark athlete. Yeah. But like that's as far as they've branched into that. That again is a business move. Okay. Yeah. I think they just were like, okay, we've got to be more inclusive of sports, not mm-hmm. just like commercial gym. Mm-hmm. So she's a sponsored athlete for them. Yeah. And they have some sort of like disabled athletes, plus side athletes, mm-hmm. which is great for inclusivity. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, I I mean I have like one pair of Gymshark leggings. The leggings are fine, but like some of their tops and stuff, you cannot get a plain t-shirt from Gymshark for a girl. You cannot do it, they do don't sell them like, well, like, just a t-shirt. like this. Oh, they no do way. not sell shit like that. It's like stretchy, seamless, skin yeah, tight, yeah, 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 cropped. Yeah. I'm like, why do I want to wear that? I mm. don't. Yeah. I, that's I think that's the... No fun. <laughs> I'm like, not even I'm standing still and posing, but when I'm actually lifting, well, it's not sure. How much do you do that? In this gym, it's like bare walls. Well, yeah, that's the thing. No, I want to dive into real quick because um, you competed recently. We were talking about it previously. Well, well, I want to know what probably let Joe get past his seventeen-year-old face. Oh, Should we yeah. do that? Go past that. So <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll so, we'll way into competing got, after, but yeah. Okay, let me make it quick then. So just to your end of your bodybuilding. So you just met the dude that's been like, let's compete. Yeah, yeah. Found your inspiration and the young guy. This is when this is when I quit graphic design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to study something related related to fitness. Like, hmm. but I don't want to just do kinesiology. You know, just like range of movements. Mm-hmm. Quite boring, mm-hmm. to be honest. I want to do something that's that's super specific, but then super practical. I can I can use my skills to help people. Mm-hmm. So I found one program called Nutrition and Exercise Physiologist from American College of Sports Medicine and registered dietitian. I was like, holy crap, that is a legit. course. But it's a five year course. It's a long course. Oh, okay, fair. Jeez. So, so I'm like, like some Mickey Mouse thing that you sneaked yeah. in. <laughs> so I'm like, I could do that probably. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. We had no background in science. I'm like, all right, let's try it. <laughs> yeah, in five years you can build that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just so take it step by step. I applied. Um, a year later I got in. I'm like, oh, not bad. So this is when, when things start to get serious because one of my uh, cohort, so uh, in in my program, mm. did WBFF. Um, it's like a bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Man? Federation. Federation. Yeah, but this one is like fitness and fashion. So interesting. So it, in in the same day, you pose as a bodybuilder, right. and then you go back into backstage and pose with a suit. What? Sorry, the weirdest, weirdest thing. Sorry, I was trying to then be like, oh, interesting. Let's go forward with this. But what? This Wait, is so where... you're still bronzed up and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whose shirt are you wrecking with all this fake time? This is so big in the UK, though. This is so big in the UK. Really? And a, 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 I've never seen this. A lot of bodybuilders now, bodybuilding. Mm. and a lot of like Instagram models or bodybuilder models, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I could care less. They they started with WBFF. Wow. 
Do you know um, Do you know Ryan Terry? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Ryan Terry. You're like, uh, I mean, we're best mates, obviously. I know Ryan. <laughs> Ryan yeah. You know Ryan? <laughs> He's one of the first UK, uh, British, uh, men's physics competitor that yeah, went yeah. to Mr. Olympia. Oh, okay. So, yeah, James got posters of him on his wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I it. do not. He's honestly cast from stone. Like, you see the dude and you'd be like, fucking hell, man. His physique is awesome. Anyways, he started from that. So oh. he started with the walking, bodybuilding, and then go back in the suit. Uh, sorry, how quick are the transitions? I imagine him doing like poly pockets. He just like had like a rubber dress. He's like. In it, I think like 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, so you do have So, what's the like the, the point of what? that? Is it that like. So, <laughs> what is oh it? man, oh, I've, seen you, I've seen you in your budgie smuggler and you look great, but can you wear a suit? Like, what? So, it's like. I don't know about now. That's a great question. Like, what, what, who sat and thought of this competition being like, do you not know be really do you not be really hard if they couldn't wear a suit? <laughs> well, I know. That would do it for me. But hear me out. This was back in 2014. Okay. And 13, the start like the first boom, the era of aesthetic yeah. gym shark, yeah, fitness, yeah. Instagram. It's all quite new. Is this Did Instagram point? come out by this point? Yes, yes. Pretty early though, yeah. right? 2014, really early. Yeah. I yes. had one, 2014. I was pretty early on it as well. I think maybe 15, 16-ish. Mm. Maybe later. So, from there. From there, uh, I, I spoke to him and he was my, he became my coach. Uh-huh. So because no, we said- did you do the budgie smuggler suit thing? What? Did you do the- were you d- doing the suit modeling? No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, he was just budgie smugglers. I yeah, told him straight yeah. up that I want to do IFBB. Okay. Well, well, to get into IFBB, you have to f- uh, compete in NPC, which is National Physics Committee. Right. And then you go into FBB when you turn pro. Anyways, I wanted to do that. So he's like, okay, I'll help you, man, because I've, I've competed before. So that's physiology. Hmm. And we're using the knowledge we get and apply it on ourselves. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you're like self-experiment. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that's basically what I did for my prep. So that's 2014, and I ended up competing in 2016. Yeah, I've seen the photos, look good. Oh, thank you. Did you ever do IFBB? No, I have to compete like three more times, I think. Mm. Oh, And damn. that messes up with my mental health. For what I'm saying, Joe, you you can look great in that budget smoke, like, but until I've seen you in a suit. I was going to say that. Hey, man. We'll pick, <laughs> we'll pick back up post-2016 in a minute. Yeah. I want to quickly jump to the competition prep for the recent bodybuilding yeah. comp because it all came up quite quick. I remember you had to drop yeah. weight and train and you were finishing uni. Let's go over that. It in quite well to both of you talking about prep at the same time. Yeah. 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 You both studied it at the same time and did it at yeah. the same time. So. Yeah, You're almost sure. the same person. Pretty much, what? I'd say. No, so you're yeah, doing only through those. I've, I've, I've modelled them in budgie smugglers so many. <laughs> <laughs> just budgie smugglers. I don't think that's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Where you were doing that. That's, I don't know. Some sort anyway. of back street in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> so those few weeks had a lot going on. Talk me through it. Yeah, man. Um, so I... Oh, there was like a two-week period where... So at uni they'd given us some extensions for some of our deadlines and not for the, some of the others because they were like timed things. Um, so I think I had like five or six deadlines in like a two week period. Mm-hmm. So my final deadline was on a Monday and then on the Thursday was that comp. Yeah. And then on the Friday I had an interview for a masters and then on Saturday it was a 40 miler. So that week was like, mm. like end of an era, start of an era. It was really strange, yeah. like what a week. Um, I think four weeks before they announced that the comp was happening. So I was mid like strength block and I was like, 
oh, I'm going to have to pull like Uno reverse card on this one. Because <laughs> I'm not prepared for this mm. at all. I think yeah. I was sitting like 67.5 kilos. Mm. So I could have gone up, could have gone down. Um, and I had to wait for uni to get back to me to see whether I could compete because basically it changed from like a British weightlifting uni champs and they partnered with Bucks so that's kind of like um, like a, the committee that sort of like runs all the sort of uni champ stuff it comes under Bucks gotcha um, so Cov Uni said we're not doing any Bucks fixtures this year because of Covid mm. we're not doing it um, see you next year yeah. and I messaged him and was like listen it's not like a it's like an individual thing can I do it? it? Took like about a week to get back to me, and then they finally said yes. Yeah. So I had three weeks from there, so I'd already started kind of like preparing my body, sort of like the week of starting to sort my my nutrition out, start kind of dropping my calories and stuff, but almost a little bit like on the fence. Still. Yeah, I thought I'll, 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 I'll prep now, so I can kind of like transition a little bit easier. And then they were like, "Yep, yeah, you're in." And I think I had three weeks to go from like, I guess at that point I was maybe like 66.5, 67-ish, mm. to get to below 64. Um, Whilst peaking. Yeah, mm. so then I had to like redesign my program, so yeah. I had to switch from like the high volume stuff, like high intensity stuff, to um, I think I changed to sort of like pretty low, low reps, high sets, and then just like peaking like that. Um, yeah, so I had to, and I hadn't written that block on my program yet, so I had to right. write it and do it mm. and it's kind of just like a wing it thing yeah, I, mean, but I don't know what it was like finishing uni um i wouldn't have liked to have done that a in a calorie deficit mm. and b prepping for a strength event like yeah. that's pretty intense to be fair it was and intense, you pulled it out the but... back you really mm. did you smashed it oh thanks man but... it was cool it was cool when we were in here and it was like the combination of a few weeks of like intense work mm. obviously it's mm. the combination of a lot of work prior to that, but certainly yeah. a few weeks of like a lot going For on sure. to PB um, came yeah. out, cracked it out, and then you got first at uni at the same time, right? Yeah, so I finished all my modules with the first, um, so that was awesome. But I, I said to a few people, it actually was a lot easier to cut this time than it was last time. So I competed pretty much this time last year as well, mm -hmm. um, maybe a few months earlier. Um, it was a lot easier to cut this time because I had so much else on it wasn't just um, yeah it wasn't just cutting so I wasn't obsessed with it because I'm like I have right. so much other stuff going on I cannot focus on this so it, it wasn't a big thing do you feel like in a weird way having everything go on at the same time could have sort of helped each other like because yeah. you were so focused on a task anyway it was like right we're just focused on yeah. this whole thing now for sure and, and it, it really exists. helped my like I guess it kind of helped me with my uni stuff as well because like, when I get stressed I eat yeah and, yeah and I didn't have the option to do that so I was like okay I can't distract myself by eating guess I'll do my work <laughs> there wasn't a lot of options that's for it I mean yeah that's a good way to deal with it but I can mm -hmm. certainly see how it would have been difficult in that if you weren't able to channel it in that way yeah you may have just been like stress eating yeah. and over stressing about not making the uh, comp and yeah yeah that I guess that thing. was the thing like what kept spurring me on was like if I don't make weight, I can't compete because mm, I don't yeah, know what the track was with like the virtual comp thing. Mm -hmm. If I don't make the weight for the category I've applied for in a normal comp, if you don't make weight, you just go up a category and just yeah. move uh, you up into the next category. And you just get smashed. Literally, <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> <creeped right> in. <laughs> Literally, and there's some people that are like what five kilos heavier yeah. than you. 
and they've been prepping and working that, that way. Come down, yeah. And you and you've cut for it. Ugh. Yeah, not ideal. And I was like, well, if I I guess it would be the same thing. I just weigh in a little bit heavier and I have to go into seventy ones. Okay, so it's which, not like the end of the world. Really. But I didn't know what the crap was. Like, there's no, there's nothing mm. really on like the virtual T's and C's that say yeah, okay. this is what this is what will happen. But I mean, I looked again the other day. I checked because I follow some of the people that had also. Um, competed in books mm-hmm. and a girl I saw her lifts and I knew she competed in the 71s and I saw her lifts and I knew I lifted heavier than her and she posted on her story the other day she's like oh silver medal and I was like hold the phone <laughs> silver medal if I'd have competed in 71s I would have won no oh, way yeah, yeah. so this, you should have gone heavy I should have gone <laughs> I should have gone up because I was so stressed I was like I just like I don't want to be like go up where I'm not used to yeah. gain like three or four kilos it wouldn't help in three weeks I should have just sat where I was. So your division is stacked then. Yeah, man. That was really, crazy. really mad. So the one that won yeah. in the 70, 71s, if I'm mm. not mistaken, it was 145 total. Mm. The one that won in mine was 183. What? Yeah. And there's a what? Seven kilo difference? So 64, 64 to 71. 71. Not quite. Six kilo? No, no, seven. seven. Kilos, yeah. seven. Mental mass is not the one. <laughs> it's been hard for an Ollie lifter. Math, so many percentages. I know, man. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's just, I think it's just, I mean, I'm glad I was in the one I was because if I'd have gone in the 71s, I would have won. If I'd have gone in the 59s, I would have won. 59s would have been a stretch. Yeah, like, oh, like to cut down to that, that would have been horrific. What, like 8 kilo drop in 3 weeks? I would have oh, died. That was an like a water cut or something? Yeah, oh no, not the one. But um, there was only one person in that category, and I would have much rather come middle of the category I was yeah. in than win because there was only two people. Do you know what I mean? Ah, that's cool though. Yeah, so it's. I think you were on the desk and I sort of like had like found like found out the results and I was like I'm kind of mm. disappointed by it because I worked so hard but mm. there's an I but I wouldn't have been able to make up the weight I think there was like five or six kilo total difference and I I could not have gone any heavier than I did yeah. if I'd have hit seventy I still wouldn't have made it there's only two kilos on my snatch so I still wouldn't have got any higher like places yeah. than I did but so it kind of was disappointing with that but also. Like, yeah, I remember, like, right at the start of lockdown, the third one, like in January, mm. I remember you messaged me and you were like, oh, how's your training going? And I was like, I'm not going to lie, mate. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot's happening with it. And literally yeah. that week I wrote my programme. Nice. And if, yeah, if, if like, sure someone checked we were... in, I would have just been, like, winging it and wouldn't have made it. I remember we were talking because we had started sort of programming for ourselves in here because yeah. nothing was going on. So everyone was like, right, let's guinea pig some programmes on ourselves, yeah, yeah. just see what's working. So yeah, I remember just on the wind being like, I wonder what Evie's up to. Um, Not a fat lot. So, (laughs) interesting thing there about where you came. So when we had Wes on here, we spoke about his goals with competing. And he said, he doesn't doesn't care about where he places. He's all about the total. I don't know if that's probably completely true. I don't know, you know, maybe there is a part in his head that's like, I'm sure there's a part in that's like, I want to win as well. But anyway, he, he can say that because he's winning though. Usually yeah, when you're winning, won. you don't like, have to care when you play yeah, so you're winning. This is true. And it's guaranteed. But he did, he was pretty strong on the idea and said he's always been this way, that he, he's out for his total, he's trying to beat himself wherever Where's he places. Where's super wherever he places. level-headed man, so... Where do you find yourself on that scale of caring? Um, I think it takes me a while to... And as, if, because I had to wait like a week and a half for results, mm. so I competed on the Thursday and they didn't close the deadline thing of submitting till the following Wednesday, okay. and then it took another week for them to release the results, so I was waiting for like a week and a half. Mm. 
um, nearly two weeks to get my to get where I place, and then you kind of think about it and think about it and think about it. Like yeah. if I'd have got the results on the day, I'd have been like, right, super pleased, with, like really proud of my achievement. Yeah. And I had some reference where other people came, so on the platform where you upload it, you can't see anyone else's lifts. Mm. So it's kind of like a waiting game. Like I didn't know whether it was just going to be me that had entered or whether there were people that absolutely smashed it, which there was. Mm. So it's kind of like a, oh, am I going to like do really well? Am I going to be absolutely like, like embarrassed by this? Like, but That's interesting because the dynamic usually of weightlifting competitions is like there's a little bit of like chess involved right where like you see someone goes for an attempt mm -hmm. and you, you do the maths and the total right I need to hit this and then yeah. that or I can pull back here and push there sort of yeah. thing um, but you don't have that when it's a no, metric comp you just have really, to really strange, you just have to hit your lips yeah exactly it's almost like a crossfit style of doing a weightlifting comp you know, yeah. where you're just in the dark you don't really know what's going on yeah but that's cool I think it takes the stress away I think you have numbers that you oh, wanted to yeah. hit and hit them the fact, yeah, I'm not one of those people that performs well under under stress. Interesting. Very nervous, very panicky. So like a lot of butterflies, kind of everything flies out of my head, and can't imagine that. Like in the first one, mm. in my first one point six out of six. So clearly it doesn't affect me that badly, but I get like shaky and everything. You're so, just nervous, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I did it in here, speak with you guys, where I felt comfortable. Yeah. Was a lot better. That's good. Um, not great practice for future comps. Mm to get into that but no but I think like I remember saying to you when you found out you got fourth on the desk I referred back to that conversation we had with Wes where I was like fourth place third place seventh place you beat me both lifts yeah mm -hmm. four weeks <coughs> in a prep that's literally yeah. and in the most awkward circumstances ever yeah you put numbers on top of your previous best and I just think that's like the best thing to take away from that yeah. and I think like there's always enough competition. Again, I said that to you when you got when you had that little injury. I was like, as long as you're bettering yourself every time, it doesn't really matter. And yeah. like, you'll always learn something from that competition now and be like, okay, what can I do better? I could probably not do it whilst finishing uni. Yeah. And ideally, I would have more than three weeks to prep. That's a thing. Imagine what you're going to do. If you can PB under those circumstances, imagine what you're going to do when you've got more than ideal circumstances. Mm. But that's... Mm. You know, that's True. real, man. And like, that's what, you know. and, and talking to you on the desk, like, it kind of did put everything into perspective because I guess you just had, you guys have just done that podcast with Wes and I listened yeah. to mm -hmm. it and so I kind of had it in the back of my head and you just had to kind of reiterate it to me. You're just like, but look at what you didn't. Ollie's mm. is, is very individual, it's yeah. like, it's not like kind of a football match where mm. there are yeah. other factors at play and like there is literally nothing more I could have done on the day to improve any of the lifts no. I made. So no. then, Comparing myself to other people that might have had different circumstances, exactly. that might be in, in first year, first that, place, like, rather than third year doing a dissertation. First place could have had, she could have won that competition, and she could have had the most ideal circumstances in the world. Mm. You take fourth under the most unidealistic circumstances mm. Mm. in the world. I mean, everyone's at uni doing that yeah, thing, so. But you don't, yeah, you like, don't, you don't know that, do you? So you can't, like, if she's at uni, but at home, with a home yeah. gym, like, yeah. you yeah. just don't know, she might, it's like, it's just, she might not be her coach, because you're your own coach, that's a massive, yeah, yeah that could be a disadvantage to, in some respect, so you have to manage your own self. Or do you like writing your own programming and doing your Could own thing? Could there be a red light on that? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, no worries. Yeah. Um, Carry on. Yeah, um... I have thought about getting a coach. Mm -hmm. I sort of had a coach um, in like a loose sense of the word um, when I sort of first started and going into my first comp. Um, but I think I actually go a lot better by myself because yeah. I know myself, I know what works for me. And as a coach, 
I have that ability to um, figure out when my lifts are going wrong. So I made a post about it, I think the yesterday day before, um, about sort of like filming your lifts and like all the different mm. angles. So like one of my lifts looked fine mm -hmm. from one angle and then I filmed it from a different angle from the side on and I was jumping back and I was like, okay, cool, I can fix that. I know how to fix it. Yeah. So as, as a coach, it's not the end of the world to not have a, I mean, to get higher up. And I think if I, I mean, I don't know about qualification totals for this year, mm. but based on last year's, I think using the books thing, I um, qualified for at least British under 23s, possibly English seniors. Um, so if I was going like towards that, I probably would. Mm. Um, someone that's just a little bit more experienced. But yeah, and I think it takes the stress off of like having to pull yeah. down for yourself and stuff. Mm. You just you just come in and sort of trust the process. So I difficult. do like having that autonomy though, being able to yeah, to know myself. Difficult relationship though. Like if you don't get the right, I would imagine for for a sport like that, you know that coach isn't there just to sort of take that stress off your hands like you're almost putting your result in their hands a little yeah. bit and I think like when there's only two lifts and if they are coaching you differently to how you would coach yourself like it's mm. you know it's difficult because you can't really try before you buy with a coach like you kind of have yeah. to give yeah. them at least one, one prep's worth of competition mm. and yeah, someone I think, you trust as a lifter who's had a coach then yeah. you're more likely to go with them yeah. I think as well like you being a coach you'll know what you're looking for like you'll you'll want to probably find someone who coaches quite similar to you. Yeah. So that's a bit easier. But. And I think with me, I know myself, and I know that I just complain straight up. Like, if there's <laughs> like earlier, like I was, you said earlier, like I was here like so long. Mm, you were trained for a long time. Yeah. Ago. So I had like so I only did three things as well, mm. and like I just saw now. Okay. Like I know I hit them, and I know I had enough stimulus to work mm. on stuff while mm. improving my strength and stuff. Whereas I can't. It's putting my trust in someone, like you said, mm. and building that relationship with someone. It might take a full cycle for them to understand me, mm. like I do. So it's like it's almost like I don't want to go through that process. I just want to like find someone and like link brains. This is how I function. This mm -hmm. is how I go through mm. cycles. This is what I like, this is what I don't like. I guess I could tell someone that. But, um, <laughs> it's hard to sometimes, like, um, yeah, you know, be able to express that for you. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not the easiest thing. I think that's why Ollie coaching is very difficult, because like you said, there's only mm -hmm. two lifts. Yeah, I was thinking, for yeah, example, really. he's got a CrossFit coach at the moment. Yeah. And when you're coaching someone in CrossFit, it's pretty easy to find things they're not good at, because we yeah. all have so much that we're getting on with. You can pick a few things. I mean, it's not rocket science mm. on how you get better at handstands or pull-ups or your squat. Yeah. Like you can just pick a few things Easy and you get results. Yeah, you get the low-hanging fruit with CrossFit. Mm. Whereas if you've got someone who's been ollie lifting for three, four years and we're just trying to make incremental jumps at the snatch and the clean jerk, it's a mm. delicate balance. Mm. It's, it's hard. For sure. I think there's a lot more, like, a lot more theory and science behind it. Whereas a lot of people at CrossFit, it's quite, like you say, it's quite straightforward to kind of turn someone from, like, a pretty newbie crossfitter to like relatively good you just getting strong you know yeah once you especially if they're like we always talk about my brother but once you're at my brother's other way it's pretty strong conventional lifts mm -hmm. it's got not bad numbers for his ollie lifts technique wise is obviously massive improvement and some of it is needed but again it's he's young in that lifts yeah he's not been doing yeah. those half as long as he's been doing the conventional lifts it was either way around then it wouldn't make a difference mm -hmm. and so like as a coach, it's easy to look at 
perhaps myself and Tom and be like, okay, you just spend some time on that for a yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be away, but you'll yeah. come up with the scoreboard. Trumps. Yeah. It's hard to do that in our lifting because if someone's already pretty advanced lifter, you've then got to get into some serious programming oh, yeah. detail and then, works. and then be like, okay, well, you know, your, your fucking snatch pull is way different to what I've been taught, so now I've got to learn how to do this and that. And mm. There is quite a lot of... There's a lot of, tech, lot of technique, tech... Like discrepancies tech. between coaches mm. and terminology as well, I think. Yeah. Mm. Like, mm. we were doing, I think in athlete... Oh, you were doing it? Yeah. Um, you were doing the athlete class and I was training mm. and Jake was doing the like snatch balance or like I push knew, press and snatch I knew balance. snatch balance drop snatch was going to come Literally, this is, and a... like, and then, and I watched you do like one with like 40 kilos and it's like drop underneath it. I was like, mm. dude, you can dip on that one. Mm. Like, but some people as a coach or being coached, mm. the difficulty is if you're not here, like, if you're doing online coaching, you have to wait for someone to send videos mm, for, them, yeah. the, to, for the feedback to come. Oh, yeah. by the way, you've done that wrong. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is this is. And while we're here, like we wouldn't, I wouldn't, don't, I wouldn't be able to get my yeah. own coach. Which is why I think that's a great thing that you were going on about the other day about filming lifts. Mm-hmm. If you film your lift, watch it right there. If you get yeah. good at critiquing lifts, yeah. and if you're honest with yourself, you can be like, oh, sweet, like, this yeah. is how we fix it. And like, as a coach, like, we often send me a lift. Like if they were doing like individualized programming, like we offer, or like one to ones, or mm-hmm. like having me as a coach, mm-hmm. literally like always on my phone. So you can literally send me a lift <laughs> you while you're that. doing oh, your set. Yeah. TikTok grind, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> like so, like you literally send me a lift. I'll reply. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Right. <laughs> try this. Try mm-hmm. this. Uh-huh. And for the next set, they can work on that. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of which, Joe, yeah. you have so. You were bodybuilding, prepping and stuff before. Now I've been at Wildcard a little while. Okay. When you first started, we had like two freaking lockdowns. And so it was like, uh, oh, let's start coaching. Let's get your first class. And then... First day happened. Literally the first class, they went, okay, now we're going into like a 12-week <laughs> lockdown. So, oh, brilliant. I, um, literally, I just got my hours. Like, okay, I'm, they told me, okay, I can coach this day, this day, this day. Yeah. And now it's a lockdown. Yeah, so <laughs> brutal, man. But exactly. what I was saying, what I was going to lead and say was... How have you found this sort of style of coaching, and like, what's your what's been your sort of like uh, highs and lows of it? Like, what do you find different stuff like that? Mm, I love it. Uh, so I'm coaching. Do you do a variety of classes? Variety here? of classes. Do athlete, athlete, build, hmm. engine, and sweat mostly. Yep. And man, I love it. I love it. And it's just uh, it may be intimidating at first, but you ha- you build that connection with the with the members. Mm. And once you build that connection with the members, they trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust them with their lifts, and it's just I do. I have fun. Yeah. I have yeah, fun yeah. with my coaching. You yeah. have to. You've got yeah. to. Coaching that you in here is so much fun. I yeah, love it. It's a great I, I always make jokes at them, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm. sometimes sarcastic ones that they wouldn't get, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's always like, great. Is that one more set? Like yeah, one more set. You know, even even if I put four <laughs> in the board, but I made them do five. Yeah, yeah. Is it one more? Is it really? Are you joking? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just joking. Very sadistic laugh. Yeah, that's a very like. Remind me not to do pills. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Coaching, especially building that connection with the members, is it's really 
Mm. It's 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 not tiring. It's it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, it feels like that's the thing. It doesn't feel the, like a job. The, the best, best, best it it brings the best out of you. I yeah, think. in terms of like character, like I always find if I'm in a good cycle coaching, I'm like my most friendliest. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm happiest. I'm good with people. And then yeah. when I found when I was in like nine to five office work and doing other things. It, it brought like bad sides out of oh, character yeah, because like, you've not got that like, fun element of your life mm. so other things sort of creep in but when when you really do enjoy what you do and you enjoy mm. coming to work mm. it's a mm. life is a different all game absolutely it changes yeah. it really, and having seen both sides now i think you realize like how important that is yeah. not even how important how essential that is like mm. it is pretty much in my opinion the only thing that matters absolutely yeah mm. yeah so 2016 we just finished. <laughs> we just finished competing. Actually, I have a pretty similar story to Evie because oh. as I was graduating, mm -hmm. I was competing also. Oh no! Oh, so we are the same person. <laughs> May sixth was my graduation. Yeah. May seventh was my uh, competition date. Damn. Damn. So, I've been shredded in that gown, man. I was going to say. Going to say. When I said see you in a suit, maybe that's the next step. <laughs> You get everyone doing bodybuilding prep, and then they'll be like, how good do you look in a gown, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Joe's there, like, give me a I can show you my picture. <laughs> I look super skinny because my, everything, my oh, skin was yeah. like, oh, yeah. But I felt <laughs> great. I was like, hey. <laughs> what uh, weight did you compete at? Yes, so um, I wanted to compete at first at light heavy, which mm -hmm. is medium weight. Okay. So that'd be light heavy. Just fucking say medium. Light heavy, medium. Wait, it's UFC. You're gonna fight. Let's go like, uh, what's it called? Not featherweight. Anyways, extra light or something. I forgot. And then kilos. Five percent fat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then light. And then light heavy. And then heavy. Okay. So I still don't know. Like what weight? Yes. 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 So it's all on that. Light was hundred. 45 pounds to 160 pounds. Okay. Bro, we don't know pounds. Yeah, it's yeah, like so 50 to 60 kilos. <laughs> it's 2.2, but I don't know if my math yeah, is wrong. So it's, it's about 50, it's between 50 and 60 kilos, I think. 60 kilos, I, I think. I don't know how heavy you are. I don't know how heavy you are. So that'll be 67 kilo, uh, 66 kilos. That's two. what you compete at? No, no. Oh, this is a low category. 66 to 70 kilo. So there's 4 kilos in that. Okay, okay. And then the next one is. A little bit off. And the next one is another four kilo, so mm -hmm. seventy to seventy. So which one would that be? Sorry. That'll be light heavy. Light and heavy. Medium. And then goes seventy, whatever. Seventy-four, seventy-eight. Okay, seven So you. So you have a different weight category every four. Right. Kilos. So as I was prepping, I was ninety-six kilo. Oh shit, gains, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, I was pretty big, and I thought, ah, I'm gonna compete at eighty. I thought, I thought at eighty kilo I'd be shredded. Oh. That's what I thought. Mm. You lose 16 kilos, you'd expect it, no? I mean, That's yeah. what I thought. And I, I, I was prepping. I hit 80. I'm like, I'm nowhere as near as shredded as I want it to be. Right. And I'm far off. I'm like, you know, three months, uh, 12 more weeks ago. Sure. So oh. my show. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I really can push my body that far. Yeah. So I keep, I keep going, 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 oh, going. Doesn't sound fun. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm at like 71. You know, about about one week, one week out. Right. So all we gotta do is like, drop a kilo to be in that. So I was thinking, right? Because I've already signed up here, and then I saw the competitors list, 
And I've just been stocking them, you know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> As big? you do, no. Yeah. How, yeah. how much do you bench, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> Are they big? We don't how much do you lap pull yeah. down? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Like middleweight? What the? What yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I thought, oh man, I may have a better chance if yeah. I come down to 70. Literally the max limit yeah. for the lightweight. Okay. Yeah. There's just one more kilo. So that's 26 kilos in total that you ended up yeah. losing. Bro, that Ooh. sounds like a person, that's, like a child. Is it? Right. <laughs> yeah, this just is a child. Just giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. man. Yeah, that's rough. That's I went, nice. I went down. Uh, I don't know about Charles' size here, but my waist size was 36. Yeah. I went down to 28. Oh. Jeez. Like, literally, the skin. How long was your prep? Uh, 20 weeks. So, five months? Five months, yeah, five months. I can do maths. Nice, no. yeah. quick maths. <laughs> um, anyway, so my graduation, I was in the gown in the morning. Straight after that. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You wearing, were you wearing budgie smugglers and just the gown? Did you just whip it off and shirt and stay? I was wearing a suit underneath. Done all that hard work. I know, literally. Take it off. No, uh, I'm pretty. Do you get confused and start posing on the graduation <laughs> stage <laughs> instead? Imagine that's the graduation <laughs> Graduating with a 2016 class. Joe Oh, No, 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 I didn't do that. That would have been so sick. <laughs> but, what a guy. <laughs> that evening, I had to, to do my tanning. Okay. Oh. Talk me through that. Oh, I want to know everything. Yeah, this was the most embarrassing uh, moment in my entire life. Are you like, so you're like living alone at this point, right? Okay. Are you living by yourself at yes, this point? Yes, yes. I, I had flatmates, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, or housemates. Bro, it's going to come and tan my back for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I hired a professional, so I went to... Yeah. Natural. Good job. Sorry, that's, that's, I wouldn't know how to. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is my first ever competition. So I that evening, I went in flip-flops, loose clothing, you know, pajamas, ha, strolling in. I thought it'd be like, you know, the, it'd be private. And I would hope a guy would do it, you know, spray on me. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't mind, I don't think. Not in that way, but I just don't think. Mm. I, I, just, I just wouldn't mind. I, I, I don't care who, who would that be, right? Okay. The, <laughs> the moment I walk in, I'm like, okay, you know, take your clothes off. Okay, that's fine, normal. Everything off. Oh. Literally Damn. butt naked, right? I'm like, holy cow. Okay. Have you been like a little back room or are you like dead ass? So it's like a little, um, like... little tent. Right. But yeah. with the front side open. I mean, obviously, they're not going to get in with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Tan themselves. Yeah. Oh, so at first this old, older lady came. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. I feel comfortable. You know, I've talked with her a bit. No worries. Like, she can do it. No uh -huh. worries. And then this young, attractive girl came. And now she's my wife. That's how I'm going to What origin story? That would be brilliant. She just, she literally was like, she was like, she saw the abs, she kept going south, that was it, man. And then I was like, what the heck? And then you like, bend down, Literally everything, man. I was like, this is the most. Where did you go? Why are they judging you? Why are you spraying you're like, asshole? Is this normal? Am I supposed to be bent over right now? <laughs> it looks like a weird tanning tool. It's just like this this big long tube. <laughs> 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 you're supposed to be so close. 
What's going on? This was the most uncomfortable like thing I've ever done. I'm not surprised. I was like, holy macaroni, man! I'm not doing that ever again. If I'm doing that, I'm doing it privately, like my wife or someone. You know, I feel comfortable. Were you with her at that point? No, I haven't met her yet. But we will get to that. Yeah, we do want to get to that. And oh my god, yeah. So I came back super dark, three coats, only one coat in the face. Okay. Um, three coats on your body. How long did that take to come off? Uh, two, three, a week maybe. Uh, totally off. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Did you have um, to do any like, like go anywhere, like to work? Looking no, that no. Stupid? At, at that point, I was graduating and I didn't have any work. Oh, fancy! Just yeah. stayed inside after that and shame. Yeah. I'm not a mahogany tree. But save me a life. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he's in the peak condition of his life at this point, or, or ideally, ideally, anyway. yeah. So, it's like, so 70 kilos, I waited the next day at the comp, um, waited in the morning, just made it to six, uh, 70 kilo to the dot. Nice. So, so could you have adjusted your category as well on the day if you needed to? Yes. But if I went heavier, yeah. I would have gone light heavy, which... <laughs> It'd be Pete going in at 70.01, right? Oh, yeah. And all, all so the competitors from, are like 60 from the heaviest, like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> from the heaviest to the lightest, that would suck. Does the criteria change with each category? Like, I know in some, like, physique versus, like, fitness or whatever. No, I, I, did, I did full bodybuilding. So there's uh, many divisions. There's men's physique, uh, which is with board short uh, like, right. surf, surfer. So you ain't got train left, basically. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, that's, that's what it's, I do. I joke, I love training legs. They're so much fun. <laughs> I got big legs anyway, so... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Don't <laughs> um, so even need to train legs. He was done. Yeah, he was done. I never trained. Yeah, you legs. were born with those. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I did. Was a leg? <laughs> the other side of my arm. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was pretty cool. You know, bodybuilding. Yeah, I can imagine. It's hmm. not anything that's ever attracted me in terms of competing, but mm. I find it fascinating. I just, guess. Not the hardest thing is the posing. Oh really? Man, I cramped up on stage, man. Oh, my back yeah. was scrumping up. Uh, it's like a certain sore. way you got to do everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I practiced about an hour a day uh, posing. Jesus. I just never got that far with it, man. Yeah, because you did it for a while. I did it right? for a long time. I did it from like 16 to like 22, When you say you did it, do you mean just like training in that way? Or you were like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, I trained in that way and like looked at, so in the UK you have the NABA. Mm. So like the British version, so National Association for Bodybuilding. Mm. Um, what I looked at the last A stand for? Amateurs. So oh. National Amateur Bodybuilding oh. Association. Right. Um, I know I said it wrong first time because I'm a pro, obviously. <laughs> um, that's why I never confused. I know, I know that I know the NABA. That's that's why I just said that. Um, yeah. So I looked at competition that whilst at uni as well, but I was like, I knew a guy at uni who was competing at the time, and like we got. When I when I got there in first year, I like quickly found out there was no like, um, no like sports teams that really wanted to join that much. Like I looked mm-hmm. at the American football team and I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. But I'd done such a long stint in rugby beforehand. I was like, oh, kind of a bit sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy there called you should, well, we now call him ironically Big Steve. Um, but at the time, he was little Steve, and, uh, <laughs> and we both like we both like weighed the same. Did he like, go through a period where he was just Steve. No, yeah. <laughs> he was he was light heavy Steve. 
so we got there and I, I like met him because we both joined the only bodybuilding gym in Worcester which is called Legends Gym ironically they're always called Legends Gym Standard. it's like gritty like imagine the best car literally imagine Ronnie Coleman gym like just mm. the like, whole full of like two two like Rottweiler dogs yeah. that are like like you don't even really Stay I didn't pay membership for like four and a half months because they just didn't have a membership system so I paid 20 quid on the door and then I was like <laughs> if you're not going to ask me I'm going to keep keep turning up bro <laughs> so I didn't pay membership for like four and a half months in this place and then they they got a thumb scanner and they scanned my thumb and they went oh you, you have a membership and I was like oh shit here we go this is a 90 pound bill and they went so that's uh, 20 pound I was like alright <laughs> <laughs> like 40 quid for like a year's training in this place wow. um, I met Steve there anyway and we chatted about it loads like as and sort of when like we weren't in the same French group but like that's that's kind of how we met he was like drastic at this point right I was 18 and naive he was just drastic getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and uh-huh. then became big Steve and I was like bro man you're like 90 fucking kilos of solid muscle mass Sick. I'm over here grinding on 30 eggs a week getting like half a kilo bigger uh-huh. little did I know Big Steve wasn't oh. actually Big Steve. He was Juice Steve. Yeah. Juicy Steve. <laughs> Juicy Steve. Um, See, that's dishonest. He wanted to get strong. Mm. And that's that what I was doing. Your but, calling him Little Steve. You drove him. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, and sort of like, <laughs> I was half in half out of the boat and stuff, but I got into bodybuilding and I ended up doing it for a long period of time and like, it just never really got to a point where I felt the need to compete. I didn't really want to get in budgie smugglers. I no, think that was it. Didn't fancy that part of my mind ever. No. There was the reason I like the narrow is because you wear you wear you can wear boxer shorts. You can wear like briefs. Nah, it's a bit easier. And I I just never got to the point where I felt like, big enough, man. Like, you gotta get pretty pretty big to like yeah to because I didn't want to cut down either. I didn't. I got in at uni at like seventy two kilos, and I was like. Christ, like I'd be a little widget if I was going on stage <laughs> cutting down to like 68. I'd be tiny, man. And I've got long ass arms and it just looks weird. I'd like some gangly. I'd be like trying to flex a bicep here, just be like a little pebble or something. Oh, so I was like, I ain't about that life, man. I, I was like playing rugby, I was like, I'd just break in half. Yeah. Um, I did it for ages just for. I had Arnold's Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding from like 1972. Followed it religiously. I yeah. fucking read that thing every single day. Followed his training programs. Joe was posing for an hour. Joe was the, reading. Literally, 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 I was cool literally. Spot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I oh, went to uni. <laughs> I was drinking in the Yeah, this is it. You, you, got, yeah. you guys never did that in his shows. Yeah. Oh, mate, no. You, that you that, that, that was half the reason I didn't go and do it properly anyway was because I was, I spent like all of second year getting fucked up. In fields. But, um, <laughs> I went in. Because you live nowhere but fields. Oh, so man, I you, you guys need to come for a classic camp out because <laughs> those don't shit. that shit is well, excellent. Well, you never would have gone on a Tom Behavior. No, no, you have not. <laughs> excellent. You wake up you're like, okay, fine. Go try and find your tent. It might be your field. Oh, I'll be Fucking juicy no Steve over there was like 110 <laughs> kilos. I was like, bro, what the? What are you eating, man? What used yeah, to work? What gear? Do you know what he was on? Uh, not really. He was on. So Legends Gym had like a bit of a notorious thing for it. Like the the guy that ran it competed low, very well established bodybuilder, had been natural and had been te- had been tested. Hmm. Um, he ended up falling out of them because there was another gym that was up and coming for bodybuilding called Revolution Fitness that had a few there. He had a coach, um, his bodybuilding coach, I think, just stuck him on whatever. 
Like he was on something at Jeez. one point to really basically like take all the water out of his body. So irresponsible. Mm. Yeah. And it, it was like, like it was bad, Instead of actually working hard. Yeah. Well, this is Amini. Then he Trent. ended up going to his company, like basically like, sandbagged himself because he he tried to do a really long prep, but relied on the drugs anyway. Uh, this is what goes around. Relied on the drugs too much and just had no abs. I literally just went with just a flat stomach. So he was jacked as hell, That's but he just had no he just had no ab definition because one, I don't think he trained them. And two, well, that um, <laughs> he just had to cut so aggressively that they just mm. pumped him full of stuff, and I, oh, I don't no. think it really. Um, Damn, it did do well. It. His next competition after that, he did quite well at because uh, eighty something learn. kilos body weight, he was obviously fucking massive. Mm. Um, walking around at like a, he's my bar height, like five, five nine maybe, five maybe five well, ten on a good day. Um, too fluffy. He works at we <laughs> worked yeah. at all bar one together. Trust me, man. We worked at all bar one together, and this is how messed up he was at the time this is this was what put me off it so I was third year at the time so I was sort of coming to the end of it doing more CrossFit here with Tom oh yeah um, when you start because I've said I've been in this place since 2017 yeah, yeah, yeah every now and then you, um, you see that just spanked spanked like, <laughs> <laughs> he'd just be rolling around on the floor I'm like who is this dude he kind of looks fit but he's trash <laughs> doing some dirty ass deadlift over on that platform where we didn't even have, we had the racks we had the big cages yeah um but yeah, so he came in all by one, and his dinner, his dinner was, you know how you get beef mince in a tray and it's all like, it's all like together. He literally yeah. just took it out of the tray and I, I guess put it in the oven, oh. and it looked how it looked raw, but it was cooked. Oh no! And he just like, picked it out of this Tupperware oh, and just ate it, and I was like, no. you got no sauce on that? He's like, no man, pure protein. I was like. <laughs> That is my skin and bodybuilding done. Oh <laughs> I was like, if that's what I have to eat to be 110 kilos of solid muscle, no, nothing. Few peppers Literally nothing. He'd obviously just what, tipped like, it. it he'd obviously just tipped it in the pan, waited for it to cook, put it in Tupperware, and took it to work. Bodybuilders are so janky like that. They feel like things like, don't exist. Literally like, fish in a rice cake. Oh, <laughs> this is where, where, yeah, this is that's it. This is where dieting goes wrong. It can't be tasty, right? It has to be tasty to make it work, man. Yeah, like it. I mean, and that's why you need a, like a nutrition coach exactly. as well as like, a here. bodybuilding coach. Well, this is what I mean. Obviously, is. <laughs> <laughs> good look. Good look. Yeah. That's a good segue sorry, actually. Sorry. So we were yeah. talking about this on the way in when we think about like actual things that we wanted to ask you because usually actual we just things. Like, this hasn't been the actual conversation. No, yet. usually we just <laughs> yeah, this, this is we always have a few. Um, and you touched on the topic of uh, wondering what you both want to achieve here. So imagine, let's go like ideal circumstances. Um, so no more lockdowns. Yeah. Things go exactly as you plan them to in your head. What does that look like? Either of you can go first. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I would like to get, you know, at least a good number of people on my nutrition uh, coaching. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, 10 to 15 yep. on top of my coaching. Yep. Um, does coaching for you include like PT stuff or are you not massively interested? Um, I, I am interested in PT, um, but I'm, when I say coaching in general, yeah, PT like classes plus and stuff, classes. Yeah, 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 foundations, whatever it is. So that would be ideal and like we've talked about with, um, with the coaches one time, well, having seminars. Yes. I would love to do that, you know, get a bunch of people and talk about nutrition. I mean, that's the best way to do it when um, the nutrition who works with most people in here yeah. will previously did when he came in and did his seminar that's how it all kicks mm. this was something I went to so you, we talked about seminars during the last time when we did this slight nutrition thing um, I don't even know when it was but you were saying something the other day about like fat soluble 
minerals and micros and stuff like that oh, and yeah. like and they water soluble and stuff like that yeah and i was like that would change people's games man because people don't eat enough veg as it is but then they're probably like boiling the crap out of broccoli and ruining it for themselves yeah. 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 roast that's your like, veg people yeah, roast yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like that's something immediately that you two have got that other people need and there's you are you can bridge that gap so that would be a good, good idea yeah, so for joy. reference with that yeah. mm. like different vegetables have different types of vitamins in them yeah. okay. so if they're fat soluble vitamins or water soluble vitamins the way you cook them will change whether the vitamins stay in the vegetable mm-hmm. so like with broccoli they have water soluble vitamins so when you boil the Broccoli, it'll be it'll be is that why all the water goes all broccoli-ish? So all the vitamins. I'm always suspected whenever I eat oil broccoli. I'm always suspected. It's nothing. You just been home. You to eat broccoli if you like it boiled. Uh-huh. Make a soup and drink the soup. Yeah, so yeah no, I do like soup. No, I roast all, soup, I roast all my that. shit, man. Everything gets roasted. But, so like, oh, then really? if, if you yeah. deep fry broccoli instead, all your water soluble vitamins would stay in. Admittedly, you'd then have a lot more fat in your diet, but the vitamins yeah. would be there mm-hmm. so that's something that not many people would know about no, so that's if you're nice absolutely if you're thinking all i've got to do to get fit and healthy is like chicken rice and broccoli but you're boiling the shit out of your broccoli you may as well just not have the broccoli no. yeah, so you're okay. just effectively eating like water in that broccoli obviously there's like some, some like. carbohydrate fiber. i guess in it there's, fiber but but there's not a lot going on in there I'm not no. Not much. Cells. Just carbs and fiber, really. Any yeah. other little nutrition bombs whilst mm. we're just on the on the topic? Which one? Oh, how, how, how do I get big? Sausage pasta? Sausage pasta and lift. Yeah, I feel like I've never really struggled with putting it on. It's like, and what music? I've been hard to maintain. I don't want to come back to what you two want to achieve from coaching. But I'm going to plug Joe a little bit because my nutrition like knowledge pretty much was limited by my so many years of bodybuilding because you just end up helping other people when you learn more and like Arnold's Encyclopedia had its own nutrition phase but it's from like 70s so it's like fucking 50 years out of date or whatever um and you pick up bits and bobs here and there but a lot of mine is what you would call like regurgitative information so I've just got it from someone else maybe read on it a little bit but I'm pretty much just regurgitating what someone the house has taught me kind of how knowledge is passed on anyway but there's no like formal teaching going on so it came to CrossFit and it was like doing it for someone else it's pretty easy to look at and see like okay this is what you're doing wrong but like for doing it for myself I ended up asking Joe I think we both did to be fair to be like yo bro can I I, is this right (laughs) am I being stupid and like that's like a massive thing like coaches need coaches too and your knowledge of nutrition it it sort of will apply to anything and so when you look at CrossFit to like get good at CrossFit you kind of want to gain weight and lose it at the same time because you it's want to gain balance, muscle mass yeah. but you also want to keep your fat mass so low that you're not well you're just it's not heavier like, so you want to think like a runner you want to be the lightest possible you can but mm. also carry as much enough fat and enough muscle so that you can still mm-hmm. shut some you tin around don't want to look like a runner you don't want to look like a runner yeah. because <laughs> no like CrossFit these days is nowhere. no CrossFit these days look like <laughs> prepping bodybuilders because they're huge man they're just jacked yeah. and like low body fat so I was like Bro, I can. I know how to build muscle or lose fat at the same time. Well, how do that, I do that? That's and like the constant debate, though, isn't it? Like, is it better just to do a muscle well, building phase then cut or do it at the same time? You can, but CrossFit doesn't train all for hypertrophy. So, like, if you're bodybuilding hypertrophy, you're going to build muscle mass and probably mm-hmm. lose some fat. But if you're doing like what we do, like metcons, met, like so metabolic conditioning, you're doing then aerobic conditioning, you're then doing I don't Olympic do weightlifting. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm in slack, so it's man. like. Ah, how do you get all of that into one package and like 
asked her a couple of questions, he sorted me out, dropped oh, me some tips. Likewise. Smashed it. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of knowledge since, here. Uh, since you helped me out. Mm. I do think with that with that little thing on CrossFit and how to train for it, my best gains in CrossFit have always come from either bodybuilding phases or strength phases. Yeah. It's never really when I'm, other than at the early days when I first started it, and you're just sort of improving by doing CrossFit. I've always made the biggest, I'm either going to focus on weightlifting, conventional lifts, uh, bodybuilding, or like just, you just pick a part of it, because mm-hmm. it is difficult to do everything to at once. To hit everything yes. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. doing it for a few years, like yeah. it's just, you need a little bit more. I mean, strength takes so much time to build. It's, so much time. And like conditioning doesn't really, like it can mm. come and go. So, like, you depends. could try, like, strength takes probably yeah. should take like yeah. a year or something, and then like, Finish that cycle, yeah. and then you're like, I want to get fit. Three months later, you're fit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so Evie, let's yeah. switch on to you. Go back to the the what you want to build. Yeah. 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 So, what does an ideal setup look like for you here when you're in full flow? What What do you think that looks like? Um. So, I've just graduated from nutrition and health. So, ideally, some nutrition clients as well. We've talked about like mm-hmm. really developing the nutrition side of things. Um, I think that would be a wicked team. Like you two um, paired yeah. up, like yeah, you sort of friends as well. Yeah. Why don't you start a business? Yeah. Hmm. But that the would be like the world card like nutritionists. Yeah. I can see that. That would be yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. Like a whole team. You're like basically you're changing our side. athletes mm-hmm. into yeah. these jacked, ripped superhumans. Like so even just one of the even for that video we did the other day, mm. one of the members came up to me in one of the classes and was like, "How did you do that? Like, how did you do that?" I'm like. Nutrition coaching, babe, that's it. You've got to strike that balance between mm. people being like, oh, can you just tell me mm. a couple of things? And being like, nah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that this is your client of mine. Yeah, this is a There's a fine line between how it is like a whole, like nutrition is such a lifestyle thing. I think it was in the group chat the other day, like our coaches' group chat. Like, this is literally fuel for you to live. Like, changing it from like food is something to make me perform, change mm-hmm. it, something to make me thin, something to make me gain weight. Mm-hmm. It's something for you to live. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't got that down, if you're like uh, eating takeaways and junk food and lots of like processed food, you are not feeling your best, you're not performing your best no, at I work, mean, at the gym, I can in your relationships. To so in- today, so my last three days since Thursday night have not been great. Um, <laughs> in terms of, in terms of mm. dieting and nutrition, training's been okay-ish. <laughs> and then today I was like, right, okay, I'll come, I'll come back and I'll, I'll train today. I'll have a good session. I'll get into it. Um, I didn't eat great yesterday, and I felt terrible oh, today. Yeah. If I eat just like a bit, if I eat more sugar than I, my body can handle, mm-hmm. and like more processed foods, I feel like it's like worse than a hangover for me. I'm yeah. like heavy and slow. Yeah. Lack of, uh, and uh, yeah, it just kills me off. Yeah. So in mm. summation. I didn't train really today. <laughs> <laughs> I got Kit Kat sat on that thing. Guys, <laughs> that was Monday again. Oh, yeah, bro. Well, Sunday like, is just changing, changing people's perceptions of it. Yeah, yeah. And I know I said this in the video that I did um, for the Instagram. Coach's interview is what she's referring to, by the way. Oh, Which yeah, I think for me and Priz are the only ones only left. Only ones left. So one of you two's got to interview either one of us. I mean, I can do Priz, but you want to do Steve. I sitting down for a couple hours every weekend just yeah, use this. <laughs> use this. Yeah, true. Yeah. This is probably from here. True. Yeah, and just like helping people mend their relationships with food because yeah, even yeah. from like with my degree I had like kind of quite a heavy focus on like the psychology of food and like, behaviour change Absolutely. and also personally okay. like having that as well yes. and switching it from like sort of an emotional sort of state like I mentioned earlier with like I use it as like a stress thing a comfort thing and when I was cutting I didn't have that option I couldn't do that 
so I've been able to sort of like discipline myself to not do that but it's not just I feel like a lot of the stuff like we say in the gym like oh like sort of it's, it's a discipline thing it's not about I've not got any motivation you come and you train but yeah, if yeah. you're thinking about you're like literally fuel for life as like a discipline thing where you're not understanding why you are eating like you are and why you make the choices you do around food you're well, just being disciplined you're never going to change yes. so changing that like emotional connection with food into more of a scientific basis mm-hmm. is such a huge deal it's such a tricky one isn't it because like, you need food to live so yeah. like you have to have a good relationship with it yes. that's why i always think it must be so hard for people who have bad relationships to the point where they have like food addictions and they're mega overweight it's not like an addiction with say alcohol or drugs where you can just kick it don't do that anymore. You, you still, still have right. to eat. Like, so um, you, you can't kick the thing. Can't go cold turkey. You have to keep eating. You just have to change mm-hmm. what it is that you do. It has to be and sustainable think, and balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people these days, it's so easy to get involved in the exercise side of things. Yes. So accessible to go mm-hmm. to a place like this, have some couple foundations, maybe get some one-to-ones on or something like that and be pretty much set in terms of like, okay, I, I, all I've got to do is rock up to this class, get coached and I'll, I'll get fitter. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of like, the easy, easy, easily accessible nutrition information is so filtered down from mm. what is actually what guys, what's supposed what to be. What do you think about that new thing coming out, sort of segues off what you are saying, you know, so, on about putting <clears throat> calorie labels on... This is what I did my diss on. Yeah, this is what I did my diss on. Let's go. Okay, so doesn't fucking work from what I found. Um, so a part of so the 2020 obesity policy came out and said, ooh. <laughs> 2020 obesity policy says there's, there's a few things they've put into place, sort of changes to advertising, changes to where sort of um, sort of food on offers being placed. So like rather at the end of aisles, it's not going to be there. There's not going to be any like junk food next to tills and stuff. But the one I did my this on is sort of mandatory calorie labelling in large out-of-home food sector establishments. So places with over 250 employees. So places like McDonald's, places like um, like big sort of chain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like drop names in this, I don't think they're going to be <laughs> combing no, through these. Um, so sort of making it mandatory for them to display calorie labels. Right. So all well and good, but... What I found is that, so I based it on sort of eating behaviour types. So there's three eating behaviour types, cognitive restraint, emotional eating, and uncontrolled eating. Yep. So from my sample, I think 45% of people were cognitive restraint, sort of dominant. So they're thinking of choices. So yeah, more restrained eating, emotional eating is sort of using food as a comfort mechanism. Mm. Um, Or not even comfort, just using that is linked to emotion and uncontrolled eating sort of like linked to binge eating disorder okay. so there's sort of like no like um hunger and satiety cues and stuff it's kind of out of control mm-hmm. um so people with a more restrained eating type are more likely to count calories outside of those whereas the other two eating behavior types like 55 percent of people don't count calories they don't right, give yeah. a fuck they don't care mm-hmm. um they, that's not what that's not what dictates their food decisions um and that, yeah. And exactly, people that don't know how to do that and don't understand yes. what count calories and stuff is. So, and a lot of people don't count calories. I think there was 30% of my sample counted calories. So if you mm. if you use that as a population scale, 30% of the country will not count calories, not um, like dictated by their eating behaviour type. Mm. And that applied to sort of more emotional 
and like cognitive restraint, so also linked to disordered eating. So no, as an undergrad, sure. I couldn't really go into like disordered eating and eating disorders. Okay. It was kind of a very sticky on ethics. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a tricky one, isn't it? But there's other research that's been done that has slated it to fuck because yeah, the people that are also so I found unrelated to eating behaviour types that like the question at the end was do you think and it was kind of like majority of people said like agree but on like a life scale like strongly agree to strongly mm-hmm. disagree mm-hmm. but when you separate that into BMIs majority of normal weight people said they agreed that they thought it would be a good thing majority of overweight and obese people said no it's not going to be a good thing which so is if, who it's if, targeting who anyway. is targeting yeah. that yes. so if those are the people that think it's not going to work it's not going to help me what is the point yeah. all it's going to do is trigger some people who yeah. are already really have a terrible relationship with food who are trying to recover from it what they can't get away from calorie counting yeah. when it's being published everywhere and this this is a big old thing Calorie counting is a tool, not a solution. Yeah. You should yes. use that tool to educate yourself, maybe for like a couple of months period at a time. Yeah. Just to get an idea of portion control, get an idea of like mm. value mm-hmm. of food. Like if you're going to eat a Kit Kat for lunch, mm. then you're going to be severely under some macros yeah, for that day. And absolutely. that's all it should be. I used to have clients that tracked for like five years straight. And I was like, what are you that's doing? And they were like, but how do I know I'm not eating it. well? I was like, yeah. you don't need to, bro. <laughs> like, like you may see... Like, and there are a lot of places already do it voluntarily. Yeah. But, so they'll put, like, at, say, like, a coffee shop that does, like, frappuccinos or whatever, so yeah. full of sugar, there's no other nutrition content unless you search it up on your phone. There's nothing mm. else displayed. All they display is a calorie number, mm-hmm. and that's been found to be the, mo- the least effective yes. of any type of calorie You don't understand what that means. It's got no reference to that, right? So, say something is 500 calories, so what? You don't know yeah, what else you're eating in the day, you don't know what yeah. reference intake you're supposed to have. Nope. There's nothing that says this is so there was a study that did like colour coded, so like traffic light labels, which yeah, has yeah. been really effective in supermarkets, mm-hmm. which understandably for some places, like some um mm. eating establishments, trying to work out the full nutritional breakdown is difficult, but would be so much more effective or just like um a colour coded scale, so like this is more than you should be having it, yeah. like a reference value, like, yeah. a, like a little like so like an emoticon or something, like a smiley face little or like a colour, literally, yeah. that's all it takes and that has been found to be a lot more effective than mm. just a number on it in, its, in itself. Yeah. So do and you that think that's a better method if we are going to start looking at like when you're out at restaurants and ordering food and stuff, we are going to have some sort of, they call it a nudge? Uh, I, I would, I would be careful at doing that I think just, and the fact that there's nothing that goes alongside it, there's no um, like health promotion campaign yeah, that goes alongside this, this that says this is what we're doing it's a calorie count mm. do you know how to count calories do you know why you should count calories do you know what how many calories you should be eating mm. in a I day I also just think like if you can't um, go out for a meal and just enjoy that meal for exactly mm. what it is you're, mm. having, you're having a burger with your mates you're having a, having a drink in the pub and you end up ordering a pizza and you share it or a bowl of chips and you share it if you can't do that without having it again on your mind you kind of just increase that risk of someone just getting so obsessed with the numbers. Yes. And I just yes. think, like, look, just treat it for what it is. You've gone out for a meal with your mates. Just enjoy that. So what? You eat a few extra hundred calories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to know. But also, that's not the point of the meal. The point exactly. of the meal is to enjoy it. It's yeah. enjoyment, track... it's social, it's, it's yeah. like engaging with people. And like, if yeah, there's no... Yeah, so much more than and just I, the calories. I also yeah, think it's keep it, keep it super simple, right? Like, if you are smashing five girls, but if there's a week, it doesn't take a genius to work out that that is not going to be good for you. 
you. Yeah. But if you have five guys once a month with like ten of your friends, I ain't going to be sat there putting that in my fitness pile. No. Why, like, why would the, you? The thing is, like you say that, but some people just will not know that that's no, not that good. But like, there's no real. I can't remember the last time I got taught about, like in secondary school. Yeah. I got taught about how to feel my body properly. It's like, oh, five mm-hmm. days and stuff. Like when you're a kid, well, this is but what... there's no, no, there should be yeah. in sort of mm. general curriculum, yes. like yeah. cal- calories, macros, and everything. Oh, even yeah. the like, food this... <sighs> Because like, you focus on how to make a fruit salad. I don't fucking care. Well, I, I didn't know you were Chelsea Buns. For like six years, you just made Chelsea Buns. Yeah. And, like, Literally, and if there's no, refer- if there's no reference well, to... Well, this would be the easiest way to fix it, right? Then how are people going to know what that number means? This is exactly. the easiest way to fix it. Is you get in there when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And you... Like, I remember five a day. And I remember when I was younger, like... Things like, oh, eat your crust, it puts hairs on your chest. I don't know what the fuck that means, but like, those <laughs> things are still quite vivid thing. in my childhood of like, yeah, yeah. you know, eat your greens, it'll get big and strong, mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. But there's no like, that's just like a colloquialism thing. Like, yeah. um, I think if you're young and you're, uh, and you just have like a basic idea of like, okay, I probably need around 2,000 calories a day, blah, blah, blah. If I eat McDonald's six days a week, I've just blasted 1,700 at the wall. Mm. You know, it doesn't, it's not hard math. Or even scrap that entirely and just say, this is why fruits and veg are so important. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't like it, eat some sometimes. Yes. Well, it's going to be good for you. Like, there's a study, of, or it's not even a study, so in Brazil, mm. they've changed their um, national kind of nutrition recommendations yeah. to avoid calories. It's like yeah. you're, they prioritise healthy eating. So, just, so they're, they're, they're um, like, encouraged, but their recommendations aren't eat 2,000 calories a day, yeah. it's make sure you eat like a balanced diet of mm-hmm. um, like fish or meat, mm. vegetables, unsalted nuts, like um, pulses and lentils, stuff like that, and it's yeah. like making oh, sure you cross have a CrossFit diet. Brazil's fucking lit across it, apparently. Yeah. Then, like. Not gonna diss on them, but 80% of Brazilians, I'm just naming stats, random stats, mm-hmm. but most of them don't know what's good for them. Hmm. So, I know this because I, when I was living in London, all my housemates are all Brazilians yeah. from Brazil, and they just moved to London for work, and every day they would be drinking Coke and be thinking Ugh. that's healthy. I guess maybe that's why they've changed the recommendations. Like, there's, there's, if there isn't a lot of like education about it, yeah. mm. the whole calorie referencing and stuff won't help. Olivia gave them, hey, you want you know, we were making food, you know, and they said like, oh, what are you, what are you cutting? I was cutting. Mushrooms. It was like, oh, what kind of meat is that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and I was cutting cucumbers, you know, mm. for a side, for a garnish, and they were like, huh, I've never seen that before. So oh my gosh. try it. And they hated it. They're like, <laughs> what is this thing? It's not steak. It's not picanha. It's, it's not, not the picanha. Yeah. Wow. They were like, so is that like a I guess that could be a reflection on the whole country or just well, those individuals. This, this is like, the same thing. You look at, like, Jamie Oliver tried it, didn't he? His school meals or whatever. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that clip where everything. he, like, grinds up, like, a whole chicken and says to these kids, would you still eat it? And they're like, hell yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. 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 Literally. And it's like, you need to, you need to have a better way of attacking that because I don't know, man. chips, like... everywhere. 
everywhere yeah. in and schools. And in schools, and like, toasties, yes. and pastas, and that's I remember fine. That, but when it's when like, I was at school, it was like just cookies, like yeah, garlic just bread like for cheap, bread yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's like, literally like, like cheap. Do you have an apple? Do you have like circle pizzas and stuff? Yeah, man. Yes, yes, Two of them. Like pizza sandwich. Oh, my God. You know, for a while, I don't remember seeing a single fucking vegetable other than sweet corn at school. And even I know that sweet corn has about this much nutritional value in it. It's fucking 98% water for God's sake. But that's the thing, when there's other options for kids and the catering people aren't doing it from a health perspective, they're doing mm-hmm. it from a budget perspective, an economic yeah, perspective. It's not cheap food. Yeah, exactly. What's easy to cook shit loads of? Yeah. Yeah, well, so, that's so, what it means. And so you're you're giving these kids like go out into the wide world. So what we have for breakfast? I probably didn't have breakfast, so I woke up late. Yeah. What do you have for break? I had garlic bread. What do you have for lunch? I had a chicken burger, and then I went home and I stopped at the corner shop on the way home. Yeah. Then I had yeah. chicken nuggets and chips for tea. They don't know any better because no. no one's ever taught them that. No, no, I spent no. a whole probably like six years of school in crisps, sandwiches, and a penguin yeah. burger. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, like that that was that was I legit. Yeah. I'd be eating that on the bus to school. Yeah. <laughs> the lunch you just described, exactly, yeah. every day. Um, Turkey dinosaurs for dinner. <laughs> um, no, I was slightly above that. that generation. I can't remember what you stuff for dinners and stuff. I think my dinners were generally Yeah, to be I fair, when we were kids, we were school, probably dinners. I was um, but I didn't know about, like, mm. rice and meat and stuff. Yeah. You know the basics of, like, well, this is what I mean. I wish I knew. I'd have been taking box lunches to school. I made so many more games. If you think about, like, that... Just the protein in crisps sandwich and a chocolate bar. Like how it makes me so sad. It makes me so yeah. sad to think, my God, I just deprived myself of growth for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's years. Then you get to uni and you're yeah. like, why am I so skinny? Like, yeah. Wow, I was training for two years before I went to uni, and I was the same fucking weight. Damn. I got obviously I built some muscle. Yeah, I had to train for weight, man. I was wow. Well, I, I yeah. <laughs> See, I was like, I, I feel like. I, uh, I remember the first training I did was I guess like the first exposure of a prep was I was going to Lake Garden with my sixth form and Tom was like bro we gotta get you jacked and we just we went to the gym we used to do like rowing in the morning and then I'd get on the bus to school and then get on the out of the bus after school I'd get dropped off at Skydome and go to that pure game yeah. I mean pure gym um, <laughs> and uh, we would just have it out with his mate he was called Tawando he was a pretty good rugby player now I think he's semi pro um, but we'd be like those rowers weren't attached to the floor so Tawanda and Tom would be like racing and the row would be moving across the room <laughs> and mine would be like going <laughs> with the jankiest row form you've ever seen but like those early days you don't eat you don't grow well. and like exactly. I just struggled exactly. for years trying to think like where am I going to get this protein from yeah. like, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing mm. and if you did I'd be huge. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, like, kids just don't know. You don't know. Like, like, adults don't know. Yeah, adults don't know. Like, because, because if kids don't know, how are adults? Yeah, true. Yeah. If you don't learn it in school, and then you don't work with a nutritionist yeah. or actively seek yeah. information, you're never going to know it. Like, 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 a better nutrition education yeah. everywhere. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like, you, you learn about these, like, pointless things in school, yeah. which is fair enough, they all apply, like, whatever. I've never used Pythagoras theorem. Yeah, I was going to say In my life. Nah, nah, once, um, <laughs> genuinely, I was uh, building a dog kennel for my old dog with my dad, and we needed to figure out what size the triangle was going to be. Uh, I didn't remember what it. it was, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Pythagoras does that. Let's Google it. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up? Yeah, but, but at the same time, I don't know if I do one of those, but I need to do one. Tax return. Um, mortgages and also nutrition. Just These like, are like 
like nutrition is like literally financial like, saving how to save money like, like you will start earning money yeah. no one ever teaches you that how many people get in credit card debt because they don't understand that like okay they don't well one interest rates and two like how to actually yeah. like put some money away and not use it like yeah. uh, man I'm still trying to learn 50, 30, 20 <laughs> rule the 50, 30, 20 rule right, was told to me as if I was an absolute alien from another planet someone was like how do you not know about that bro I was like what What's the fuck that? is that 50% of your wages goes on like uh, like food bills like looking like any, anything you need to rent. spend on right? Yeah. rent stuff like that 30% is like for you like personal care like you buy clothes you go oh, out okay. you mates do whatever 20% goes in savings Oh, and then okay. if you yeah. can, you can do 40 and 10, depending on how much you're earning, obviously, and how much you want to save. But that, that usually is what most people tend to kind of like try and do. Mm. You're That's not taught that. Fun, yeah. You're really not taught that. No. Like, you're never taught anything about money management in school. No. So when you start earning money, you're like, whoa, sick. Yeah. <laughs> All the ways you're like, down the like bit. Student loan, like, oh. yeah. yeah, nowadays, with investment becoming so popular yeah. with younger people, I feel like that's going to start creeping its way into the curriculum. But it should do. People need to know. Especially like yeah, it's our generation. Our generation is... Our generation is sad. We're never going to... like they. Some people our age are never, ever going to get actually own a house. I might not. Well, yeah, we might not. We I might be those people. Yeah, that is literally. literally oh, 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 we might just band together as like yeah. Yeah. just about like, a coach. Well, this is what we are halfway house. Literally, how are we supposed to get? Like, to get on the property ladder before we're 30 is massive mm. yeah and that encourages them to get into a relationship to do so because like yeah. two people to get in that 20 grand deposit way 10 easier. grand deposit way easier. easier but and then, then you're it's stuck. Just, and then you're stuck and it's like how the hell do you do that like how are we supposed to get that much money in because yeah I don't know so, well, we don't know how to save we're eating like shit and then <laughs> we're like ah oh, yeah screw and it and the way yeah, it's the rich man like you're buggered back like when our parents were buying houses 60 the grand. wage to like house <laughs> yeah. price yeah. way better and now it's like wages house prices nice like yeah. if you're if you're in like middle wage like $24,000 a year or something like that which is not that not much you shouldn't be tax, asking that much, much. You, that's mm. what I mean it's not much after tax but like you, the amount you have to work hard to get that or the amount you have to sell your soul in a nine to five to get that. There, bro. Trust me, my first salary job, right? And I worked a lot of hours. I made mm. seventeen and a half thousand pounds a year, and that was before tax. Yeah, that's so not I was actually on like sixteen thousand pounds a year. Yeah, you didn't loan back though, so. Well, I fucking did because they didn't pay my tax properly. So I ended up getting like they ended up paying me like two grand, but then deducting me like basically like seven, uh, so seven hundred and some eight hundred and some quid. So it. So my tax code thought I was earning like 30k a year, started paying off student loans, so oh, then I just didn't get paid properly for like the six months, seven months out of that job. Oh. And they were like, oh yeah, that's your problem, you have to deal with that. I was like, bro, I'm 23, I don't know how to do that. What the hell's a HMRC? <laughs> 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 I was like, you got a WhatsApp number? <laughs> Snapchat, like, what? <laughs> Oh, where do I find them? That's the, that's the most annoying part about doing tax return though, because you're like, right, this is my first time doing it. Can I? What happens if I fuck it up slightly? Oh, we'll we'll rinse, you. rinse you. Nice. The tax cool. man. Thank you so much for that yeah. help. That's why cash in hand is the way to go, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the table. Yeah. What right, job? Uh, How did you get your house? I don't know, bro. It's a gift. <laughs> it's my birthday. It feels like we're winding down somewhat. We've got a lot of audio on the cards, which is great. Yeah, but I do want to finish with something. So we've asked everyone this so far. Um, if you had any advice for anyone, if they were listening, maybe like imagine speaking to like a younger version of yourself, Ooh, okay. um, wanting to go through and do the same things that you're currently doing, but 
Yeah, if you could speak to yourself like five, six years ago, what would you say? Believe in yourself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That's a good one. I like, like that. Just don't let anything hold you back. Yeah. Embarrassment is a state of mind. Mm. That is what I live by at the moment. Um, <laughs> like it. Yeah, so just just go all in. Go the mm. whole hog. Just give give it your all. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't live with any regrets. This is it. Yeah, I love it. Joe, anything? Hakuna Matata, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No worries. No worries. Get, get your fake tanning done professionally. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. Don't no, actually, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. not. But uh, in, all, in all honesty, don't take things too seriously in some things, you know. Mm-hmm. Enjoy enjoy the process. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy this every is day. Yeah, yeah man. Live Try to live for every single day. One day at a time, man. Mm-hmm. Freaking enjoy that day. Mm-hmm. Coach Evie, Coach Joe, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's been good fun. Both are available for one-to-one nutrition coaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And PT and and everything like that. So don't just think it's uh, classes. They do do everything. Joe, play us out. Yeah. Just give me an outro of some sort. Outro. I'll do a little funny one. <laughs> Join us next time. This is Joe Family playing rock. I'm letting this roll. Nice.